This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. The first four hours were simply in a moose-bouche. I'm stuffed. I can't remember the last time I ate this much. Sure you don't want no dessert? Not for me. Good. Your table is ready for Carmen and Lima's emerging podcast scene. Welcome on into the show that we do not promote here on The Fan, the emerging podcast scene presented by Extend Technologies. How do you know they don't promote it in like Kansas City? That'd be incredible. What if they did? And those guys make fun of us every day. <laughs> those idiots. They got a great podcast and they don't promote it there. <laughs> That'd be outstanding. It's a big game of whack-a-bowl and promoting the podcast. <laughs> Anywho, uh, welcome it's to the It's always show. game day. Welcome back to It's Always Game Day in Cleveland with Daryl Ryder and Don't Andy Vance. that. We should just call this Always Game Day in Cleveland, too. Oh, as well, well. I like that. that. Always Game Day in Cleveland as well. We're mm-hmm. Undercutter's Game Day podcast. <laughs> we come in and we slip right underneath. We're cheaper. We actually pay you to listen to yeah, us instead. Yeah, there you go. Uh, anywho, well, ask me the ask the question on the air now. This is great. Oh, when we were talking about passive watching, no, yeah, is that what you're no, talking about? No, you said how many if they oh, lose today, which yes. they're not going to lose today, they're going to win. But how much more baseball? How many more innings of baseball will you zero. watch the rest of the year? Zero. <laughs> Before I finished it, zero. Ken goes zero, and zero. I go, yeah, I kind of think so. I said of 162 baseball games this year, I should mark down. I should. I can't believe I didn't do this. I usually do. How many baseball games? How many Guardians games have I seen? Yeah. Um, out of 162, probably you're bumping the mic with your hand. Oof. I don't know if you can don't hear bump it. the mic with your hand. Probably 125. Yeah, you've had them on a ton. Yeah. Probably 125. Mm-hmm. But you think about it, and I'm like, wow, that's a lot of baseball. I've still missed 40. <laughs> you have still missed games of almost 1,600 hours. There have been, yeah. including playoffs. There have been just. Of the Oops. nine innings, right? Yeah. There have been 1,512 innings. That's asinine. I'd say 160 I, hours. I've probably watched 1,000 of those innings. Oh, you've watched more than oh, anybody. Yeah. And if they lose today, I will watch zero more innings. And I've also watched zero innings of anything else. Well, that's what, the re- regionalization yeah. of the sport. Well, what stinks is... And I've probably watched already, and the weekends are packed for us, and I've probably watched... A uh, hundred quarters of other football teams that aren't the two that I I said the pay other night to. Wednesday night last Wednesday night I was doing the preview show and Braves were on Braves postseason 
defending World Series champions. And um, I and I have we had the recorded interview playing because I record an interview on Wednesdays, recorded interview playing, and I'm tooling around on Twitter. And already we've started the midweek games because you're blanking college football season's half over. It's already half over. Right. And uh, Marshall is hosting Louis- Louisiana. Mm-hmm. And I went, mm-hmm. let's see what they're doing up in Marshall and down in Huntington, I should say. And I tuned it on, turned it on, and there we were watching uh, Marshall and uh, and uh, the, uh, the Raging Louisiana. Cajuns. Yeah, the yeah. Raging Cajuns won that game. There you go. I will watch zero more innings of baseball. Mm-hmm. I'm a Guardians fan, but and when the Guardians lose, that'll do it. It stinks. Hopefully, I will watch much more, many more innings I'm of trying Guardians to think, baseball. I'm trying to think what this. year I stopped watching the World Series every year. You know, we still watch. After Chevy guy. <laughs> what, wait, I swear what? to God, after the with the Royals won in 15 with Ned Yost. Yeah. I think after Chevy guy went, it's it's not going to get any better yeah. than, than oh, Chevy the guy, guy walking up. And, the... Yeah, and presenting the MVP. The MVP. All-time awkward. <laughs> and my buddy, yeah. my buddy Jim McChrist and his brother did a reenactment of Chevy guy. And I mean, I was... I, I was peeing my but pants laughing. That also so goes hard. with the next year the Indians were in the World Series. We all obviously watched that. And the year after that, they should have been there and they weren't. And I stopped caring about the World Series. And, like, yeah. I didn't want to see anything yeah. to do with it. Well, you're my so team upset. Be there. See, it's not like football where, you know, we can, as Browns fans, say we don't care once the season's over, right. regular season. We do. We still want to watch. We root against. Like, I would root against Tom Brady every year. Just because I was sick and tired, it was. It was I'm sorry, I'm still laughing at Chevy guy. It was uh, Patriots fatigue or whatever. Um, I always had a rooting interest in those games, regardless of who was playing, whether it's the wild card round or whatever. I always had a rooting interest. NBA always, and I, obviously I'm more of an NBA fan than anything. I always have a rooting interest in every playoff series. There are guys I hate that I want to root against. I always have an interest in baseball. I just don't have that rooting interest. I guess anti Astros. Anti-Yankees, anti-Red Sox. I can say this now. Those are my rooting interests. I can say this now because most people are going to listen to this either right before the game or after the game. I hate the Astros more than I hate the Yankees. Yeah, you said that. I really – because I don't think Astros – like, I I know a Yankee fan is a Yankee fan. Like, I I don't think Yankee fans are fake Yankee fans. I do think they are hardcore Yankees fans. I think that they are real-ass Yankees fans. I think that they are annoying. I think they are boisterous. I think that they have that. I, I I think they have that look. They have that like they have that facial hair. They have that they have that very pronounced facial hair and that 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 nose and that that face and it's just they, they the way they wear the hat, the way they talk, the way they act. You know what I mean? It's very Jersey. It's just very God. Just a Yankees fan. You just you just see like the, wear the gold chain. With the with the jersey, and they just they're a Yankees fan, and you can just tell how they are. And I have no qualms being annoyed with a Yankees fan, but there is a modicum of respect there, knowing that hey, you're a Yankee fan. Mm-hmm. I know that they are a Yankees fan, and because baseball is like we you this room started out being well, and I don't know, like you're you're just a different region. So did you was baseball your first sport or what was it? Oh yeah, of course. Okay, so this room baseball was the first sport, and I just—I probably started playing football younger than you did, but baseball was still. Yeah, yeah, probably actually. Yeah, you're right. So like baseball was this room's first sport, and as time has gone on, like even though I always say like the Cavs are my favorite 
closest to my heart, football has taken over, but baseball was this room's first sport. Like, they're still baseball first. They are still hardcore, and I, I there's something about that that I do kind of think is cool as much as I may not like the Yankees and might find them annoying. I do, I do believe them. Astros fans, I do not believe. I just don't believe them. I don't believe them. I, I, I find them cocky. I find them arrogant, and I find them fake. I really find them fake. I hear. I'm like. I. I. I pay attention to Landry, guys. I have a person that we know well, what very does well. That mean? What does that mean? Fake. I don't like. If I tune into WFAN and I do, they will sit there and they will bicker over who should be batting fourth and fifth and who should where Aaron Judge should bat in that lineup. Why is Aaron Judge batting leadoff? Why is not Aaron Judge batting here? Why is it Aaron? Judge? I mean, when I mentioned D.D. Gregorius, why isn't D.D. Gregorius doing this and that? Like, they will have visceral, knockdown, drag-out arguments. Like, when we talk baseball, and we're going to get to this at another point in the in the podcast. I don't want to do it on the air. Like, I, I want to have a – we might do it on the air, too, where I'm going to get to a point where if we want to talk about baseball, like being a better baseball city, I want to stop having the discussion about baseball in general, about – it always turns into baseball's problems. I think we've gotten addicted to as a as a medium, and I'm talking radio in general, not just Cleveland, because I don't think it's a Cleveland problem, not just a Cleveland problem. I think it's a I think it's a baseball problem. Of what's the problem with baseball? I don't. I'm tired of doing that. In New York, they don't necessarily do that. They talk about what's the problem with the Yankees, what's the problem with the Mets. Like they do that. They have those hardcore arguments. They do that more in Boston and St. Louis. I'm willing to have those arguments, and in if it leads to even less baseball talk, then damn it, I guess we're going to have to deal with. Yeah, that. but I want to go back to what you said. What it, what is a because I used to say this all the time about certain fan bases, and now I'm older, so I, I'm curious if it means the same thing, has the same connotation. What is a mm-hmm. fake fan? Like, take for instance the Golden State Warriors. They had their Oakland fans back in the day, kind of like we had our Cavs fans in the late '90s when the team was terrible, mm-hmm. and. Yeah, we went to games, went all the time. If I were in, but the, hold on, the segment of the population that were Cavs fans just wasn't very big. I don't think Houston's the, a bad sports town. Well, Houston, they've been good now for like seven straight yeah, years, exactly. And cheating scandal or whatever, they packed their stadium. They've played exciting baseball now. They just crush balls all over the place. Their lineup is as complete as anybody. They have great pitching. They have everything. They have they, they have these complete teams. And even if they were fake fans like seven years ago. Well, now this is how you develop a fan base. Yeah, I don't like their aura. But, I just don't but, like them. Well, same thing, the Warriors. The Warriors were probably, you'd consider them fake fans with Steph Curry. You know, they, everybody jumped on the bandwagon. But now the Warriors have been good for a decade. Yeah. So eventually, when does fake fan become real fan? All right, now they're real fans because they've been going. Oh, maybe they are. And now they study real the fans. sport and they but study I, free agency and they study the draft. But I don't listen, but I, I listen to them and I just don't hear, like, I, I hear more. I feel there's much more passion for the Texans than I do in the Rockets and everything else, and obviously the University of Texas football than I hear anything else when I listen to like In the Loop with Landry Locker and and, and John. Sure, Lopez. but that isn't that more of a baseball thing in yeah, almost every exactly. place except for. But I'm saying, but I was getting ready to admit this. You cut me off. I'm sorry. <laughs> if I were from Houston. If it were Ken Carmen in Houston and we were hosting mornings mm. on 610, I would be saying that probably about the Guardians. Oh, all of a sudden you guys had 10,000 people at a game and now all of a sudden you guys are filled up. Mm. 
Oh, yeah, big Guardians fans you guys got up there. I know me. I know how I am. I'm very protective over Cleveland, and I would probably be very protective over Houston. Like, we could be – I can be – I can look at the, the special things in Cleveland and say that's special about Cleveland, and I can also look at the special things in Houston and say if I were born in Houston, Texas, if I were Dan Rather, I would, I, who's from Houston, mm-hmm. Texas, I believe, I would say there's certain things about Houston, Texas, and damn it, you better not – discuss Houston, Texas that way mm-hmm. if I were from Houston. But I'm not from Houston, so I'm going to take dumps on Houston. Excuse me, the sports in Houston where I can. I'm not going to take dumps on Houston, Texas because I'm sure there's very nice things in Houston, Texas, and I'm sure it, there's very nice places, very nice things to do in Houston, Texas, and I don't want to be that way. I think mm-hmm. that's lowest common denominator stuff. I don't want to do that. But with the Astros, I, uh, I just don't. And plus, I'll admit this, I just didn't think they were punished har- harsh enough. Well, they weren't. And they weren't. And I know that you, a guy like you would say, Ken, you got to get over that. That was years ago. I know. No, but, but when, I'm rooting against When they're too. in my way and there was clear, there was something so egregious, like when Andre took that picture of that guy standing like on our dugout yeah, cheating. taking a picture, yeah. when there was something that egregious going on, like it's not the, re- not the reason we lost, it's one of the many reasons we lost that series. When there's something that egregious going on, it pisses you off. It really upsets you. So I'm like, yeah, you know what the hell the Astros. Mm-hmm. I actually dislike the Astros that much more. So the reason when I talk about the fan thing, that's a little flimsy. I'll grant you that. And especially when it comes to the cheating thing, because people will go, well, the Yankees are cheating too. The Yankees are cheating too. And people talk about the, I mean, Bob Feller, they'll talk about the, yeah, there's some, there's some teams. Carl Willis accused, yeah, the, accused the, the Indians, Indians yeah. of cheating. It's always and a, now yeah. he's one of our greatest coaches. Coach. Yeah. I mean, there there are some teams, we'll have to admit this, there's some teams you just you don't like. And the Astros, for as long as I've been alive, I just never liked them. I never liked Craig Biggio. Uh rest in peace. I know he had a ter- I know he had a very tumultuous right. life. Rest in peace, Ken Caminiti. Never liked Ken Caminiti. Uh never like Bagwell? De- yeah, I love never those liked, teams. Never liked Jeff Brown Paper Bagwell. Never liked any of them. They were too close to the Never Indians liked them of old the jerseys. 90s. Never liked them old jerseys. Uh-huh. Never liked the Astrodome. Never liked the Astros. Texans are okay. Oilers. Bad Love news bears Oilers too. were cool. Oilers were cool. Fine. I'm, I'm fine with the city of Houston, but the Astros, no. Nope. Some teams you just don't like. And here I am. I'm a hater. Full-on hater. Sorry. So, and the Yankees. The Yankees are different. I do not. Like, the Yankees are always like, But I'm like, eh. There's a lot of history there. Steinbrenner. I was respect from the here. history until they shove the history down my throat, and then I go, I don't, yeah. I don't like your history. And then I see, but but there's times where I'm like, I feel terrible because I give the Yankees an inch, and then they seem like take a mile. Like, um, okay, like you and I know Chops, right? Mm-hmm. And Chops works for Barstool and knows all those Barstool guys, and Jeff, the movie guy from Barstool, he's a Cleveland fan, and he sits with all those Barstool guys. And those, he's sitting in that room, and it looks like a bunch of George Costanzas who live with their parents, and they're all Yankees fans, mm-hmm. and they're all eating the fast food and drinking the Cokes, and they're all like, bring on the Astros. I'm like, you guys can kiss my ass. And I'm like, why do I give the Yankees an inch? Because they'll take a mile. But I'm like, eh, they're fans. So I know what I'm saying makes well, part zero this, sense because it's it's But hold it's on, emotional. part of this is what is Love needed. is senseless part of, part of this is what is needed in baseball that you even have any kind of connection with any other teams at all because we have that in football we had that with lebron in the playoffs i mean it was early on it was the wizards it was the detroit pistons 
later on, you know, in the Chicago Bulls, later on, you know, became the Golden State Warriors. You end up, especially with social media, message boards, Reddit. You comp- you, you don't have to live next to somebody to hate them. Uh, so it brings everybody together, makes makes the sports world a little bit smaller. Uh, baseball doesn't really have that. We don't hate the Twins right now, do mm-hmm. we? Do we ha- do we hate the White Sox? I mean, we we want to hate the White Sox. <coughs> but do yeah, we- I kind of hated them when they were talking their trash at the beginning of the year. But that, but do we do we really? Do you know any White Sox fans? No, I don't. I don't I know. Really don't. Barack Obama. Okay, go to the Kansas City Royals. Do we? Yeah, Barack them. Obama. Yeah. Kansas City Royals. I heard a great interview with Ned Yost and Dale Earnhardt Jr. It totally changed my perspective in Ned Yost, and it made me feel bad for talking about Ned Yost. During the, like, I'm like, like oh, Ned guy? Yost doesn't deserve to win a World Series. And I listened to that whole long interview with Ned Yost. I'm like, man, Ned Yost totally deserved that World Series, man. That guy did it the right way. Totally like, deserve that World and, Series, and man. And what I'm saying is, say, well done. say you're like me and you're an Ohio State fan. And well you've, freaking done, And Ned you've Yost. been to a lot of the venues in the Big Ten, and you've been to these campuses, and you've seen how how fans react, uh, everything, the trash talking. And the, say, you have a visceral hatred Nebraska. for all these teams. I, know, I was a Miami. I was a University of Miami guy. Liked Warren Sapp. And uh, when Matt Campbell gets that job, uh, I'm going to change my tune. <laughs> um. Because we're losing all these tight games, and that seems to be very perfect. Better start getting some wins. Uh, we're lo- we've lost by what a combined nine points, seven points, seven points, Whoa. four games by a combined seven points. That sounds to be Nebraska material, buddy. my friend. Mm-hmm. Still, losses, right in. buddy. Uh, excuse me. There's still losses that we uh, play this week. Although I've uh, disowned, I've, I've disowned. Uh, oh yeah, bye week. Yeah, should have beat Texas. Xavier Hudson dropped the touchdown, but ain't going to blame him because he is carrying the offense. Should have beat Texas. Should have beat Kansas State. Should have beat Kansas. Sounds like the Browns. The Baylor game, yeah, probably, yeah. That first sounds, drive was Sounds garbage. a lot like the Cleveland Browns this year. Yeah, but they're still fighting for it, for our guy. What are you saying? I don't know. I derailed it. I'm sorry. No, that's okay. I, I derailed I'm it. I'm disappointed in them, too. Been paying attention. Either way. Um... What was I going to tell you? Oh, yeah, Bob Costas interview. Go. So, uh, we got more. I got. I got to be honest, and I would be dead honest. You know, I would be. Uh, and I can be sensitive. We can all be oversensitive to certain I things. Thank you when you're done saying your sentence. Well, your, your we, statement. We we got a lot of praise for the interview, and I did not expect that. A little too much. Praise. A little too a little much praise. Too much. A little too much praise. I'm starting to wonder about our audience if they're softening up. One guy said we were fluffing them, and we did. We did fluff them. Well, right, a couple with the Syracuse here. line, yeah. A couple things here. 20 minutes before the interview, we pretty much got into a conversation about whether he's been doing a good job or not. That we is played very, the Francesa audio. That is very unprofessional, but I was okay with it because it's what our fans are feeling. Our fans are telling us. I'm not going to discount what fans are. Sometimes I go off on the fans, and I think they're wrong, but in this case, I've heard the fans, and you all have been bitching about Bob Costas. So... I wanted to be fair about it, and Bob knows, and I don't know whether he has, um, I don't know how sensitive Bob is on these things, but he's definitely hearing that he's biased. Mm -hmm. He's definitely hearing it. Any play-by-play guy. The way he answered those questions. Yes. You better bet. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. 
It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. That's your ass. He's here and he's yeah. biased. So who, by the way, he has uh, rabbit Twitter, ears. Who told him? Yeah. Well, well, I'm, how many assistants do you think he has? Why would they tell uh, maybe him Maybe his that? grandkids tell him. Who uh, knows? Mr. Costas, people are saying you're biased. Who knows? But... Uh, it's something that I didn't want to gloss over. We had to. We had to tackle it. There's no. Only got Peter Costas instead of Bob Cop. What if we got uh, the the? <laughs> well, I don't want to get in trouble. Let's go ahead. Hey everybody. Uh, I I I wanted to be honest with our fans, and so 20 minutes in the lead up to a Bob Costas interview, we did not kiss his ass. I did say where I thought fans at times get a little too homerific. And they have lost the ability to be objective when they're hearing a national announcer, especially when you lose a game like you just did the other day. Mm-hmm. And you feel like he has been kowtowing to New York. Obviously, he lives there, right? I think he lives there. And he's from there. I assume, yeah. From there originally. That's where they do the NBC stuff from, right? Oh, yeah. So after that, I mean, we just flat out asked him, what the hell? What's the difference? What is he... Is Bob Costas going to be the difference of whether or not we get a better job down the road? No. Does Bob Costas care? If you pissed him off that bad, he might say something to somebody. You know, he is starting his own sports talk network, and he is looking for a morning show. (laughs) Oh, really? You might have screwed yourself. Tell me more. What a great job, Bob Did I ever tell you about the story I heard about something like that? No. Uh, I can't tell you on this. Is it about Eric Casillas? No, it's about Ken Carman and Anthony Limeva. Excuse me? I told you about that. About another person starting their own network. Okay. And I can't tell you anymore because we're on technically we're on this network. We hear things. Did I get ready to pack my bags? No. Was it the Nashville network? I probably already told you. (laughs) No, I would leave here. I would break my contract to go on (laughs) TV. For half the money. Could you imagine Ken Carmen hosting the Grand Ole Opry and then Motor Madness on Friday nights? Remember when they tried to do like the whole wrestling thing? Oh yeah. That was bad. That was real bad, but I was young and too stupid. I remember enough, that. Yeah, so I loved it. Yeah, um, but I'll, I'll tell you this perspective here. So you, you, you were, we were, co- we were shrinking in our seats. We but do I this was, from time to time. I, I was, wish, oh, I wish we had a video camera. When he started talking about Frances, I started shrinking in my seat. When you brought up, when you asked the question, I started rocking back and <laughs> forth in my chair, nervous, because I didn't know if he. And I, I, I thought about it, and then I was like, Why did you get so nervous? Because he's not going to yell at you. He would yell at Francesa. 
Like, I thought he was going to yell at you for setting up the well, question. Well, there is one thing he could have done. Ask him the question. There is one thing he could have done. He could have done the, and this has happened. How dare you ask me a question to try to set it, me up for it, this? It, it, it could have been, listen, guys, you asked me to come on the radio. You, you said you wanted my perspective, and all you're doing is asking me questions about the job I did. Like, when you think about it like that, it is kind of unprofessional. You know, if we want the guy on. a professional on, job. If we want the guy on, why would we be acute? So I did the thing that is kind of a weaselly thing to do, which is some people say. You are Bobby Heenan. So the some people say thing is something that drives politicians up. I just saw Herschel Walker dealing with this. Oh, really? With a one-on-one he had with Kristen Welker, who is going to be the next host of Meet the Press. That's official, right? No, it isn't. Oh, that's not? I have some intel. Oh, she's great. But either way, uh, he said, what is this some people say thing? Politicians get really upset about it. Hollywood celebs get upset about it. Athletes get upset about it. And I did it with Bob. I, I don't know the percentage of people that think he's biased against. I don't against... like talk about. Just say tell me about. That's all you need yeah. to change it to. Go ahead. Yeah. But I did uh, I did throw that out there. And he he, he could have. If he would have been mad. I think you did him a favor. If he would have been mad, that would have been fine. He's allowed to be mad. I think you did him a favor. He could have turned it on me and made me look bad. I think, you, I think you did him a favor. I think you gave him the opportunity to dump on, according to him, this person. Uh, and it was Francesa. Yeah. I think you gave him the opportunity to do so. I think he, I think he I think he was kind of happy you asked him about it. Because, what was the um, first chance? Because Francesca just did this. Listen, I I have I've been an avid Francesca fan. I used to listen to to an annoying. It annoyed Keith Britton, our boss, <laughs> that I listened to Francesca instead of uh, the after or the show in the afternoon here, uh, which which is ridiculous because obviously I would listen to the afternoon show here. Uh, and then, of course, I would listen to the afternoon show here and the Pony and Muller in the afternoon over in Pittsburgh. And I would listen to the afternoon drive here with Nick and Dustin and all those things. Now, I don't listen as much because Frances is not on. And I, I really don't listen to his podcast because he's not talking to callers. And the magic of the show is not, yeah. not the same. But when I was a kid, and especially when, I was, when they were still on, when they were still on and you were ever in a situation to get any clips or anything like that, and you would watch Mike and the Mad Dog back in mm-hmm. the day, obviously it's an historic show. And they basically started, I mean, they didn't start the medium, but they took the medium to a next level, to the next level. So, yeah, like there's a, there's a respect there. That all said, and obviously I had to couch it, I, I think that Mike Francesa was wrong for what he said. I, I do. I, I think that he was short-sighted and he said that everybody was Yankees fans watching. No, they're not. They don't know the history, and I think that they need to be reminded of the history because you have people coming in and out, especially in baseball, more than anything else. In, in day games, and night games, in in after in Saturday afternoon and Saturday night games, you have more people coming in and out. They are not there every single week. They do not know the history. They do not know the storylines week by week, day by day, the way they would. If, if you were doing a Cowboys game, I know about Dak Prescott's injury. We can talk about it a couple of times. We don't need to bring it up. I get it. But I don't know the Yankees' history the way that Mike Francesa thinks I do. And I'm sorry, he is out of touch if he believes that we do. I don't. I'm not a Yankee fan. I'm from Cleveland, Ohio. I will die in Cleveland, Ohio. That's just me, whether or not I'm a radio guy in Cleveland or whether or not I work at Cleveland Cliffs. It doesn't matter. And I think he's wrong to say it. And I think Bob Costas and, and... 
uh, Ron Darling are right to give me that history in there. I'm sorry, he's wrong by well, it. Then I'm me, not sorry, but let, he's wrong by it. Let me add, before we eventually get to the compliment that you said you were going to pay I'm me. I'm going to pay you a compliment. I, I want, which I'm going to remember that. You said you were going to do it after the last line. But I want to ask you, we just saw the Guardians play these games where there were no runs for two games against the Rays, struggling to score runs at the start of the series against the Yankees. If you left out the history... If you left out the commentary, how do you think those games would sound? There's nothing going on in those games, guys. I'm mm-hmm. sorry. Now, baseball fans are going to kill me for saying that. They're going to go, no, you don't understand. It's the, it's, it's the, the, the amazing element of uh, the pitcher's duel and how you're subbing out the pitchers. And the du- if it were a National League game, the double switch. And I'm like, i got to be honest, that stuff's not that exciting to most of America. It really isn't. It really isn't. And those games, as much as we love the way we beat the Rays, those games are bore fest to anybody outside yeah. of Cleveland. Uh, the Astros went to 18 innings. I was going back and forth. We were in a pretty important game ourselves. You flipped over to that game? Uh, I, 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 I did a, not. During the commercials. I didn't give it one. But, but one guys, seven. it was boring. Weren't a lot of base runners. Yeah, well, it was kind of boring. Zero, zero is the other thing. It wasn't. Yeah. Well, that's the thing that. The postseason is done when you go to extras now. It's back to boring baseball. The regular season the last two years has at least given you some excitement. True. Yes, in, balls in flying out. You got a guy on second, so now the way you pitch yeah. is totally different. The way you hit now is totally different. But. So if you're doing play-by-play, and it sounds like I'm sticking up for Costas, he might not be your style. That's fine. He's not for everybody. Gus Johnson's not for everybody. We talked about this. Jim Nance is not for everybody. Joe Buck, certainly not for everybody. But... If you strip all that away and you have a baseball playoff game and very few guys are getting on base and we're winning with bloops, how 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 do you call that? Do you want the announcer to just be up there telling the same? We're in game five now. The stories have been told. Mm-hmm. We've heard the stories from both teams. We're out of stories. How do you think that sounds? It's not as easy as I think people realize. That's all. True. You want the compliment? Oh yeah! Oh, oh, yeah. I wanted to thank you. Uh, I almost, I almost went into a, uh, I almost because I, I woke up and I wasn't in a great mood. I had a nightmare. I had a night terror last night. Yeah, I'm worried about you. So uh, why are you worried? Well, well, you came in, you were shivering and yeah. shaking. No, I had a night terror. You, last you night. said this might be my last day hosting the show and maybe my last day on Earth. No, and that's when I was worried. I called Lizzie and we had a big powwow. No, I had, I had the first man. segment. I woke up in a bad mood because I knew I Liz gave me a Benadryl last night because I was having panic attacks right as I went to sleep, and I had a night terror and I I, I got woken up by Liz waking me up because I guess I was grabbing her collarbone in my sleep. She goes, "You got my collarbone! You got my collarbone!" I go, "What?" She's like, Ken. I'm like, what is going on? What is going on here? Oh, I wish I had video of this so bad. I, if you had video in my bedroom, that'd be something you'd get to see something. Well, you know who can do that? <laughs> X10, X10 Technologies. Technologies. So I, uh, I, I knew I was going to wake up. She's like, you're going to wake up groggy. I'm like, well, I got to get to sleep somehow here. So I went to sleep. I woke up. I was very groggy, and I woke up in a bad mood. And I was about to say I'm starting to go over to the dark side about Bob Costas. You stopped me. <laughs> you stopped me because I watch these games and I start to follow along on Twitter, and everybody, including coworkers, oh yeah, are ripping Bob Costas. And I never wanted to be that guy, um, just like they did Joe Buck, uh, just like they did. I, I've seen them rip uh, it. Um, 
Oh God, who else have they ripped? They've ri- they've started to rip Jim Nance and Tony Romo because we we lose games at Jim Nance and Tony Romo. Oh, you're right. Yep. Um, they've started to rip who who's the guy that they confused Joe Buck with Joe Garagiola. Um, no, Garagiola. <laughs> who's the uh, he used to do Ram truck commercials. That's one up for quality. Um, Joe, he just recently passed away. (laughs) God, his name's Joe something. He does it on Fox. Joe Davis? Joe Davis. Yeah. They've started to rip Joe Davis a little bit. Um, Well, he's just new, so people don't know him. Everybody seems to love Gus Johnson because he's just excited for everybody. Jason Benetti is going to be calling the biggest of the big down the road. Well, some people have been ripping Jason Benetti. Not in Cleveland. I've seen seen some when he did the – he did the Notre Dame, or no, mm-hmm. he did the Nebraska Northwestern game, and I could see on Twitter at the very beginning of the year, week zero, there were some Nebraska fans like, "What is this guy's problem with us?" Because ne- Nebraska was giving away double digit leads, yeah. and then they lost, and it was, was like, Chicago "Well, this guy's guy, right? this guy's a White Sox broadcaster. Northwestern, Northwestern. is right in the Metro. Mm-hmm. This, that, no, oh, they started putting two and two together." And so you're already seeing that now, and I I oh I never wanted to be that guy. And you know you watch these games, and then it started to permeate. And I'm glad you you kind of saved me from myself because I don't, I just don't want to be that guy. If you don't like if you don't like his style, that's fine. But I because I started and I go it's very it's not over the top. It's very understated, and the, like people send you the clips like the one day the worst moment of this young man's life, and he was like. He had this poor little kid had his like head on the wall, <laughs> and he's right. like watching the game as the Guardians are about to win. He's like so sad in game two, and I'm just like Jesus, this is a little much, Bob. It's a little, little heavy. I, uh, a li- go ahead. I haven't listened to Bob Costas. Well, you've been at, at the games. Yeah. Well, I was at the and games, but I've also I've also done the ham- I usually only do that for Donovan and football. Well, you can time it up now, right? I mean, it's we all have DVR. So much we all easier have- now. And yeah. it really, the pop of the glove, every pitch, you can really time that up and get it dead on. Yeah. I feel, you know what, I feel bad. It's been great. I have not, Hammy. I, I should go out of my way to hear Hammy tonight. Uh, I, I know, we, I know <laughs> we're not supposed Excuse to, whatever. Different radio station, all that stuff. But I haven't really listened to him in the playoffs in a while. It, I probably should. I probably should do it. No. What um, if Bob Costas brings us up today? He is, he is known for that kind of thing. I was doing a radio show in Cleveland today. They call it fat and thin in the morning. <laughs> Can I bring up a story that I brought up uh, that I wanted to bring up today? What how much time do we have left on this thing? We have seven and a half yeah, minutes. I mean, we can go uh, as long as you need to go. Okay. I uh, I thought of you because you know both and I, uh, you you like to put me in the same situation as you. Now I certainly did not grow up very uh, wealthy. I didn't grow up as poor as you. Um, but uh. I'm from, not from the trenches, but trenches adjacent, mm-hmm. where uh, my neighborhood was a nice uh, collective mix. And uh, I had a dream where I uh, I sold for a buddy, like an 89 Ford Ranger. And I started thinking about that Ranger, because I, I sold it at the abandoned Kmart up the road on Lincoln Way. And I don't know why I started thinking about this. And I started thinking about these brothers who lived up the road from me. I bet you and I, I always say like, ah, Lyman and I aren't that similar. I bet you and I are a lot more similar than I ever let on. Because there was these brothers who lived up the road from my neighborhood. And I know you grew up on more of a main road 
where cars kind of flew up and down the road. Semis. Yeah. Eighteen wheelers yeah. coming through. Well. Three, like an eighteen wheeler. We've heard of the five thirty seven boys. Yes. The three hundred six boys. Three hundred six boys. See mine. mine Me and was my tricycle. More, we had a almost ended up like Pet Cemetery. About a thousand feet down the road, not even. We had a Lincoln Way, which was an old highway, right? Yeah, <laughs> that's where you drove your Lincolns. Yeah, which yeah. was old Route Thirty. But um, I think it was old, yeah, old Route Thirty. But um, you know, we we grew up in a neighborhood, and. Up the road were these two brothers, and they lived with their parents. And the one was like a fake cop. I'm losing confidence in the story. Yeah, as I go, tell ahead. It. go ahead, go ahead. Because I was thinking about the truck, and I just I started my mind started going back to my childhood, and I don't know why. Because I, I remember I, I in the in the dream I sold this this Ranger, and they had this this old like Chevy set the '72 Chevy pickup, very clean, uh, mint condition. Cherry. Ch- I mean, this son of a bitch was cherry, brother. I mean, this thing was nice. Stroked out, looking great. And I remember the one time we were like, we were walking by, we were like 12 years old. And we asked him, we go, what type of motor does that have? As we were walking by. And the one brother goes, it ain't for sale. And we were like, well, we just wanted to know what, it ain't for sale. And we were going, <laughs> We just want to know, didn't you hear it ain't for sale? And my one buddy goes, okay, dick. And we're like, I'm going to make that guy's life a living hell for the re-. like. If, like, I wasn't a bad kid. And this that is where sounds I, like it. This is where I thought of Lima. Lima says he was a hellion when he was a kid. I wasn't a hellion, but I knew how to get in trouble. Mm-hmm. And I was like, those brothers. Ever since that moment, they were standing there, and the one brother was washing the truck, cleaning it. He was drying it off, getting ready to put it back in the garage. And the other brother was such a dick. And I go, I'm going to make that guy's life a living hell. I was there with my buddy Matt and my other buddy Danny. And I go, that we're going to make that guy's life a living hell for the rest of the time we live here. And I will be damned if we didn't. And I mean for the rest of the time. The, the, I mean, knocking over trash cans mm-hmm. as much as we could. We used to, Lima, when I, we worked at the pizza shop. I shouldn't say this like this. We used to openly, because they used to drive up and down the street. They, they, they would be hammered. And they would drive up and down the street at 10 miles an hour, drunk as a skunk. And I used to, st- I used to pull my bike right out in front of their car. Like, cause they, they drove like these, I mean, the cars were as clean as possible. They got matching Pete. When PT cruisers first came out tone, they got matching PT cruisers. They lived with their parents and I would pull out right in front of them. Go, you almost hit me. How drunk are you today? John, the guy's name, I I shouldn't say (laughs) the name, the one guy's name was John and the other guy's name was like Bill. And I don't know. I don't remember. What's this whole? The one guy's number? name was Bill, and I go, "Hey, you hit me. How? how what's your? How? What's your blood alcohol mm-hmm. content?" I, I mean, I'm all fat on my bike, and I'd be on my moped, and I would like get, I'd like get in their, mm-hmm. I would get in their driveway, and I would do burnouts in their in their driveway, and kick rocks in their yard, and stuff like that. And then as I got older, it would be more bold, and then I started working at the pizza shop, and they would come and they would pick up pizza and chicken. And like I'm like 14 years old, and I shouldn't say this type of language, but like you're 14 years old, and you start, and it was all based on this truck alone. And I yep. can't believe my mind went. The things you like, I just think of my memory 
as like an old storage facility. And it's just memories of things where you just have like sheets sitting over top of it and you just pulled a sheet off and there's your memory. Because it just unlocked this where I'm like, that guy used to come in and pick up food. And I used to just stand there and I'd ring him up. And I mean, I'm 14 years old, Tone, and I'd be sitting there going, how drunk are you today? I was like, how many, how many of me do you see right now? How many beers have you had today, John? Because his, uh, his name was like Garfield's dad. And it's like, you're named after a cartoon character. Can you believe that? <laughs> Can you believe a 14-year-old sitting here ringing you up for pizza and chicken and I already don't respect you for the rest of your life? Like, I would sit there and say that stuff, and mm-hmm. he would just sit there and go, I can't believe you talk to your elders like this. I'm going to tell your dad. I go, you go ahead and you tell my dad. He doesn't respect <laughs> you either. Can you believe that? And you would be at the age where... <laughs> You would be at the age where the, the girls down the street, you would be, you'd be amorous with some of the girls down the street. And I'd be like, how do I clean this up where I can say this on the podcast? You would see certain things. I'd be like, mm-hmm. guess what I saw today? Mm-hmm. What did you see that you didn't have to pay for today, John? What did you see? I'd be I'd talk right to him. Go, here's your pizza and chicken. Enjoy. Go get drunk later. Bye-bye. Oh, you already are drunk. Should I call the cops? Should I call your brother with his fake badge? Because his because his brother was like an auxiliary police officer. Hey, my Aunt Buzz was an auxiliary. Yeah, I used to go. I used to yeah. go like, hey, does your brother arrest you for driving drunk? Or how's that go? You guys just let that slide? Does he have the power? I used to. And then when we got cars, when we got a little older, I'd drive by and I'd stop like, and they used to they used to tell the pizza shop owner be like you they're driving by too fast and I would stomp on the brakes and like eh! and then I would stop and roll down the window and we'd give them the bird and go is that slow enough for you as we were driving by give them the bird and their parents their parents were never around because the thing is their parents were their their dad was a jerk the dad didn't care I I didn't care about the guy but he never really bothered us but I knew the guy was a jerk because the kids were a jerk I assumed the guy was a jerk because the kid was a jerk but. The mom was nice. It had to be the damnedest thing ever because these were grown men in their 40s. Oh, my God. And you God. had these 40s to 50s, and you had these teenage boys picking on their sons. And we were not afraid of any of them. Like, we're like, yeah, go ahead and fight me. I'll kick your ass right out of here in this room. Like, it, I, I mean, don't you think about how that might go down today? It was ridiculous. With the way that people, oh, yeah. people act out, the way that people... Oh, yeah. This may, is the late '90s. May have some things tucked at home. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. Did you ever do that when you were a kid, dude? I got a knife. I got a knife. You got a knife pulled board. on yeah, me, that's right. and I deserved it. I mean, you don't. You shouldn't really pull a knife on a kid, but when we're turfing your lawn with our bicycles in the mud, when we're making fun of the the old lady that lives there, oh, like yeah, yeah you kind of deserve a knife. You kind of deserve a knife. I mean, if you're gonna act like that, and I was probably uh, 12, 13 years old. I don't know why we thought that was okay. There were no parents around, yeah. obviously. If there were parents around, we would have gotten our asses handed to See, us. I used to tell my dad every day, and my dad's like, John, I smell the liquor on your breath right now. You've been drunk all day. You've been drinking yeah. all day. Yeah. And his brother would come down and goes, God, you need scary. to teach that boy some discipline. And my dad would be like, you're drunk too. You're both drunk. And I go, Dad... He wouldn't let me look at his truck. He just wouldn't <laughs> let me look at his truck. That's where it all started. It was the My truck. dad's like, because my dad, I told you, my, the stories. my dad obviously was, he would not spare the rod. And my dad, I was the last generation to take a beating. And I told you, every time I got a beating, I deserved it. But my dad, in his great wisdom, he just knew these guys were idiots. And he knew knows to this day, if they're still with us, they are idiots. And he just never once... 
He goes, you got to take it a little easy on those guys. I go, no, no, they're morons. They drive around here drunk as hell. I don't care. No. Ken's kids are not that many years away from this age. Yep. And they're going to, and someday they're going to terrorize the guy up the road. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 